Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management and marketing professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Marketing, and your host for this episode. And today we are joined by one of my absolute favorite instructors, Cindy Cruzado. Hello, Cindy. Hi, how are you today? I am outstanding. So, Cindy, I know you joined our team a little over a year ago. But before that, you've got a pretty extensive experience building and managing product teams and organizations, right? Yeah. Um, over more than 25 years of, of being in the product leadership role, I, I have built teams. I have expanded teams and um, learned a lot about mentoring them and motivating them. Excellent. And I think one of the things that we hear a lot from our students and one of the things I know I always struggle with too is, right, how do I measure my team and demonstrate impacts, right? It's always a tough challenge. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is. We, we are traditionally measured in a product role by revenue and dates. Uh, and we live in a world where if we hit our numbers and we get our releases out within specific time frames, then, you know, everything is hunky-dory. We, we keep earning our paychecks. Um, <laughs> but, but it never is hunky-dory. Lots of things happen. Um, hunky-dory. That's my, you know, down-under kind of part of me. <laughs> um, I grew up in New Zealand, as you know. Um, but uh, what what happens when we we need we have different folks on our teams that uh, are working on different products at different schedules? Uh, we really need to incentivize them and maybe do so individually uh, to get a more accurate um, way of how to to measure and reward them. You know, kind of how do we go about doing that? And I think that's also important too because while revenue and launch dates are critical, they're at the end. Right. So yep. you're kind of waiting at the end to see whether or not it got blown. Uh, and the more we can kind of see those, the leading pieces, the more we have an idea all along that we're heading in the direction so that the revenue and the launch don't become surprises. Right. And many, many leaders, you know, don't know all the details uh, about what goes into creating a plan. They know that we've got a date and they know we have a commitment on scope. And and, and so we, we plant that date, we commit to that scope and off we go. Uh, but a lot more to be more successful um, with, with managing teams needs needs to go on there. Okay, so let's talk about some of those, the the sort of KPI plans, some of the metrics, some of the ways that you've guided your team in the past that have really helped your teams succeed. Sure, sure. I, I think there are three key components, and, and we'll go through three ideas here. Um, and you might find that for some product, product managers at different levels that one is to focus on one of these three areas is enough to, to, to build a plan that has all three is fantastic as well. But the first is to find a way to measure the product team member by how they run their product like a business. And what I mean by that is we need to help them think about uh, their products um, what to focus on and and when we do that most teams think about execution they think about tasks features tactics right and the deliverables that go into those tactics but what we want to do is get them to focus on 
um, you know, not just the next set of features, but think about their products more strategically. Um, what does success look like? How will the market embrace what they are about to, to launch into the market? And what do they connect that success with that will help drive things for the business? Is it revenue? Can you get more granular than revenue? Is it retention? Is it retaining customers uh, after 12 months of working with our product, get them to subscribe for a second year? That's more focused. Is it retaining a certain at-risk part of our customer base? That's more focused. Uh, if it's neither you know, driving new revenue or retaining existing customers, it could be about driving adoption and, and making success about not only having folks log into your product, but using more of it and tracking what features they go to, what reports they run, what things that they do. So what is success? And we need our teams to start thinking about that as well as thinking about what the execution needs to be to make that success happen. But unless we educate them and get them thinking about that bigger, more strategic picture and thinking about their product like a business, they will just think about the next features and go down through the list and check them off. That makes sense? It does make sense. And, and I think the, the metrics that are also granular give them something to really aim for, right? Something to really see them move the dial on it and feel uh, responsible and accountable for that. That's right. That's right. And, and I had a, um, you know, a product leader uh, ask me, you know, a, a question about incentivizing their team. And, and when this idea of getting them to think uh, about their product like a business um, kind of came part of the discussion, you know, he, he said, yeah, that's not just my job as the leader. I need to get each one of them thinking about success as well. In fact, it's funny because that's the way the whole organization views them. So, um, you know, it's a good, it's just a good reminder and, and, and the place I start that, that frankly gets not only the product managers, but the rest of the business um, excited. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So the first one, how do you measure product teams by how they run their product by a business? What is the second component of a KPI plan? Well, we need to, to, to have product teams tie the marketing mix, the marketing mix, uh, we call the five P's at Pragmatic Marketing. Um, and, and we need to tie this marketing mix to success. When we think about the five P's, um, we know that, you know, for a long time, we know that we've thought about the, the four P's in marketing. We, we learned that in, in our marketing classes, product, price, place, promotion being those four Ps. But at, at Pragmatic Marketing, we advocate a fifth P, and that fifth P is problems. And this needs to get to the top of the list because unless you begin with understanding the problem, there's really no reason to focus on the rest of those Ps because when you understand the problem, your solution, your product is a solution to that problem. So we want uh, our teams to think of this idea of success for their product and start thinking about what do they need to do in this marketing mix to achieve that success. 
Um, and it really requires you as a product leader or as a product manager uh, to, to say if, it's, if success is retention, if success is usage, exactly what am I going to be doing to help the part of the organization that is responsible for that population and how am I going to educate them, how am I going to highlight uh, the benefits of this new release for the audiences that they care about. And, and you start to break down um, those tactical activities with success in mind. Um, and that's going to start driving um, you know, a more successful plan. So do you then advocate putting metrics against each of the P's or each of the P's at least that should be focused on? Is there like a product metrics and a price metrics and some problem metrics? So I do, if we can get there, when introducing this to this idea to, to a team, it can be a lot to swallow, can take them a little bit more time, uh, especially if they're, for example, if they're not used to setting price. Uh, they might feel like they need to learn some skills or, or spend more time with folks to, to think about that piece. So if you think about the, you know, the product, the, the, the five P's here, the product team are very ingrained in understanding the problems their products are solving. Um, and uh, they have partners within the organization around selling and, and marketing and, and even pricing their, their products. So depending on how much uh, influence that they have, what you as a manager want to incentivize them to start <clears throat> not only thinking about but adopting skills or collaborating more with different parts of the organization, you can um, maybe for one year focus on one part of the product mix and then increase it over the next few years. Oh, that's a super good point. Let's dig into that a little bit more right after this quick break. Hello, Pragmatic Live listeners. You know we're passionate about product management, and we've been training professionals like you since 1993. If you're ready to increase product sales, reduce time to market, and improve customer satisfaction, register to experience a Pragmatic training session today at pragmaticmarketing.com slash buy. Interesting, interesting. All right, so when we're talking about problems and our favorite fifth P, that does kind of bring us to the third component of every KPI plan must have, right? Which is all around building a market-driven team. So what do we mean by that, and how do we set metrics against that? Well, building a market-driven team means that you've got to make space for them to get out in the market. It's It requires that, that not only they believe that, they're going to go out and do those market visits uh, and they're going to focus on the whole market, not just their customers, but they're going to get out and think about the, um, the evaluators and those customers that are farther out um, in the market that they need to, to really learn about. We call those potentials. But as a leader, what you want to do is make sure that you set a goal for them. How many market visits? Be clear. Some folks on the team may find it a real, you know, may, may find it a lot easier to go out and make those visits, and maybe they can handle a larger number. Um, 12 to 15 visits a quarter is a good number to, um, to work your product team up to doing as an individual, but you might start them at five visits a quarter, and, and as they get more comfortable, as they um, start to maybe go out to events where they can get multiple visits, um, 
you know, and get the feedback from multiple customers done in a short period of time, they can be more successful. But this also um, means that other activities to learn about the market, such as competitive analysis and win-loss analysis, um, to be a market-driven team and to be product managers representing and being messengers of the market, we, we need to do something with what we're learning and bringing that back into the organization. So find a way to help them synthesize what they are learning and driving that into the collaborative process that they have. Uh, one of my favorite ways of doing that is to make sure that positioning documents are written before you write, before you begin um, any work on a new release, that positioning documents are shared with marketing and sales operations team before the, um, the release is demo ready so they can think about their, their sales tools. So you talk about being a market-driven team and getting your team out in the market, and I think one of the things that's always been the hardest for me and my team is bringing all that market knowledge that we have into a way that, that we can share that context and use it. So how do you, how have you solved that problem with the teams you've managed? Sure. So, um, and it, it absolutely is something we need to be paying attention to by an individual because uh, we, we've, we've got more junior, more senior folks on our team sometimes. Um, and we have some folks coming in with, with, um, with more, um, time in product program management and others fresh maybe coming in as a domain expert in areas of our product so as a result we we need to be crafting a incentive program for each product person that incentivize them not only to go out to the market and do those activities that win loss activities as well and competitive analysis but but bring that information into the organization and uh, start to synthesize it uh, and we do this on a continuous basis but it's it's pretty easy to um, motivate and measure teams if you are asking them to create a positioning document before they start sharing what they've learned from the market uh, and tie those positioning documents to key milestones in your development process. Um, as you are looking at a new opportunity and deciding whether an investment case is required, have your product teams create a positioning document. Have them um, do so before sharing requirements with um, the technical team, making sure that, that the team understands what and why we're doing something and which persona we're focusing on solving problems for. Uh, when you can measure not only the creation of these kinds of deliverables, but how they are tied to different parts of the development process, then you can measure the level of collaboration um, with different parts of the organization. And same thing with the sales operations side before they create tools. We want the, those product leaders to, before those milestones for those deliverables need to be created, we want that positioning document um, updated and shared and vetted uh, with, with that team. Uh, marketing campaigns, same kinds of things. Um, so you might find that uh, some product teams can do this on their own. Maybe they have multiple products and they're creating positioning documents for multiple products. Uh, and others, you might need to be involved more in, in helping them do that or finding mentors and peers within your own product team that can help um, others as they get, get better practice doing positioning. Awesome. All right, so we talked about three metrics types, right? We talked about, or KPIs, measuring product teams that they run like a business, tying the five Ps to success, and building a market-driven team. And I know 
in the beginning, you said some might do all three. That would be awesome, but it would be okay if you just even started with one area. How does, if I have a manager, how do I know where to start? What should I focus on first? Yeah, great, great question. And and so each of these three KPIs we've talked about are going to help shape and guide the strategy that your teams are pulling together for their product. You start with the overarching idea um, of what is that metric that leads to success for your product? Where What is ultimate success? Is it usage? Is it a retention number? Is it revenue? Uh, and the problems that you're trying to focus on solving for your product, how are they then connected to those? If you can get your teams to each have their heads around that and break down that into the um, execution process, um, not only will they have a, an easier time driving the process and keeping it focused on those, um, and, and you will have a better outcome as, as a result uh, with a product that uh, is more focused on driving success, but the individuals will feel like they have more control. And uh, what I always hear back from, from product teams as they, they start thinking about their products as a business, start thinking about success first and then features, um, they feel like they're the CEO of their product. They feel like they can answer not only the technical team's questions, but they can answer questions from the CEO, from the VP of marketing, from the head of sales, because they are thinking alike. Um, you know, for the first time in many cases, they're thinking about success metrics. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, okay. So we talked about a bunch of different stuff today. And if you were going to have people do two things differently today or two things differently tomorrow based on what they learned today, what would you have them do? First of all, sit in a quiet space, put your headphones on if, the, if it's not a door you can close and ask yourself how well you represent the market. How, how good are you at being the messenger of the market? And when I mean that, I mean, it's a self-reflective question. Are you only hearing from customers? Where do you need to focus? Uh, have you just done competitive analysis, but you haven't taken advantage of that? Uh, so, or, or have you spent time learning about why do customers uh, buy your product? And so you have a perspective on, on that. Where is your level of comfort? The measure of are you a really good messenger of the market means that you you understand the customer, evaluator, and potential populations, and you can represent them inside your organization. So start there and put a plan to go round out your level of expertise. Uh, and it might take you some time, uh, but, but plan, <clears throat> go to your leader uh, and ask um, your your leader for the time to do it, um, and and you will both be be pleased as a result. So I would start there. The second is create a positioning document for the current product you have. If you haven't done that already, take a stab. Can you describe it? Uh, do you know the persona your your primary persona that you're focused on? Uh, it's a good test of where you need to go and what you need to learn. Great. Always great advice, Cindy, and always super fun to talk to. So thank you very, very, very much for joining me today. 
You're very welcome. We'll, we'll chat soon, I'm sure. Have a wonderful afternoon. All right, that does it today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career. 